0: episode 31 of that's what i'm saying the podcast about hip-hop entertainment dating sex relationships and social issues from a sometimes ratchet but mostly woke perspective so subscribe to that's what i'm saying the podcast we're on itunes google play soundcloud iHeartRadio, Spreaker, radio your cast pod tune in and of course family we are on spotify hey, so hey. i'm sean i'm
1: not what up what up what up all right now what are
0: we call this episode
1: I don't know him.
0: I don't know him. Says <laughs> <That's> more <Kimora laughs> to the world. We're going to get into that. All right. And I want to give a big shout out to our listeners in Brazil. Yo, Chiamo, y'all. We love y'all. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> getting right into it, what, should, what, what are we talking about in this ratchet minute?
1: Oh, so kamarli Simmons, <laughs> um, her current husband, uh, Le- Tim Lessner pleads guilty to uh, a billion dollar laundering case God damn um, it. in Malaysia, in Southeast Asia. This is huge. Now, Kamora Lee can pull some money. You <laughs> she... know what I'm
0: saying? All that baby fat.
1: Girl, <laughs> she gets the men's Got with bad off the baby fat. And, you know, when she married this last guy, Tim, I was looking at him like, okay, he, he's very vanilla looking, but this motherfucker is a billionaire.
0: I know that was, that was a straight level up from Jamin really? and, and from, from uh, <laughs> from Russell, to, from Russell. Right. Right. So I was, I was understanding the, the vertical <laughs> on that.
1: And she quickly popped out a seed for him
0: real quick.
1: <laughs> <Popped out maybe. laughs> anyway, so he pleaded guilty on Thursday in a case involving money laundering in Malaysia. Um, According to Women's Wear Daily, Lessener was subpoenaed by the U.S. Justice Department after billions of dollars vanished from a Malaysian government wealth fund to boost the country's economy. Not
0: millions, billions.
1: Billions. (laughs) Billions. (laughs) (laughs) Now, he used to be the chairman of Goldman Sachs Southeast Asia. Uh, business until he left in 2016. He also raised money for the Sovereign Wealth Fund along with two other men, uh, fellow Goldman Sachs banker Robert. I don't know how to pronounce his last name, NG, is it Ng Ning? Roger Ning um, and
0: heard Win or uh, whatever.
1: whatever. Uh, and Joe Lowe. I don't know how to pronounce these names. <laughs> but there if shout out to our listeners. If you know how to pronounce these names, let us know. Anyway. So NG Ying, um, he was arrested in Malaysia earlier this week, and Lo is fucking on the run eating. <laughs> He's <laughs> snoring out here <laughs> <laughs> Um, as for Lesnar, he pleaded guilty to conspiracy to launder money and violate foreign anti-bribery laws as well as bribing officials in Malaysia and Abu Dhabi. He has to forfeit 43. 0.7 million dollars
0: bam wow <laughs> now with uh, well, the question so did this happen was this in malaysia or was this in the states according to
1: this document it was in malaysia
0: because you know they they chop body parts off over there girl crimes it's not it's not looking good it
1: sure isn't they they take that, that stuff very seriously especially if you're a foreigner over there you know and
0: so you, and you taking all the retirement money out of the out billions, of the country billions out of here billions
1: billions billions so Kamara spoke out um about said, I don't know
0: him no, I'm just joking. well
1: indirectly she spoke out about because they they were saying that because of all this um that her husband is going through that her businesses were uh, in jeopardy and she quickly said I have my own motherfucking money okay <laughs> I've been. I've been doing this.
0: <laughs> Did she do the hand claps too?
1: <laughs> <laughs> he might as well. Nigga, I've been doing this since I was 12. My money is super long. So she she was quick to say that, you know, this does not affect her professionally. Um, That's him. And this is me. <laughs> mm-hmm,
0: the, I don't know him. I might have had a baby by him, but I don't but, know him.
1: I don't know him. So she hasn't really, she hasn't spoken out. Um, about specifically him being arrested, but she's clearly saying that that's him. This is me. So, wow.
0: so it looks like he's he's probably going away.
1: Yeah, he's probably going away. And Kamora's probably looking for baby daddy number
0: four, husband
1: number four. Yep, yep. Where no. he at? Where he at though? <laughs> I ain't mad,
0: Kamora. Get yours. <laughs> I, I do. You know what? I always admired her. Mm-hmm. I, I, I always have. Ever since, I forgot what movie that was. Do you remember where she was she was selling bootleg stuff out of the out of the house? No, Hopefully what was, it was that. that? Man, and and um you know, I'm now I'm like at a lot I of used stuff.
1: to like to I used to like her um her reality show she had. I thought that was so super cute. I I did too. Yeah, it was I like, really really I
0: like cute. Kimora. Yeah, yeah she's I did not too a business. She
1: I, I she seemed like somebody you would like to hang out with and have fun with. You know what I mean? And she's yeah. super smart. You know, she handles her business.
0: Yeah, and do you know like the the background with her mother and her father? You know her mother, of course, Asian, but her father was like this military guy but then he ended up was like a big time drug dealer. So the feds came to him and they were offering him a deal because he got he was up against 25 years in jail for selling um, narcotics
1: yeah. and
0: they offered him a plea deal if he turned on on some people, he wouldn't do it. So he took 25 years.
1: You know, I never really knew too much about her father, but I when I mm-hmm. I was watching something, um, maybe it was a documentary about her and her they were interviewing her mother, mm-hmm. and her mother was talking about some car she had. It was she said it was a deuce deuce and a quarter. I was <laughs> like, this bitch is hood. This is a hood because no, she bitch. grew up
0: in Detroit. I think grew up in Detroit or or somewhere out there. In I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, they straight like that. Yeah, yeah. father was like, nope. Then and, and took the time mm-hmm. would not rat would not turn. All so, right.
1: So all right, so Kamara is used to this red. life. She she used to uh, illegal shit happening. <laughs> you
0: know, she, she keep it moving. <laughs> she like them ballers. And she keep it moving. You sure <laughs> all right, all right. Anyway. All right, moving on. This is a little different. So I just so I have a friend. And you know, I, God bless the ground she walks on. I swear, I love her to life. But goddamn, so she sent me some pictures just the other day. So she and her um, significant other have put up a Christmas tree and have decorated their entire home. She said it's been up for about two weeks now, so we're we're talking like mid October. So I just was like, goddamn. So I'm looking. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I love the holidays. You know, I low key love to get ready for the holidays, but I like the hustle and bustle of it. I like doing like the last 12 days before Christmas. And I mean, you know how I do. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I put up the tree, I put up the lights, but doing it like two and a half months in advance is creepy to me. But Mm -hmm. I ended up doing some research on it and it says, you know, scientists are saying, psychologists specifically are saying that people who begin their Christmas celebrations early are much happier people. They do better, they're nicer, they're sweeter, and they're just all around more well-rounded than people that wait till the last minute. So um, they say that decorating is a way to either experience that childhood magical emotional feeling, or it's either to compensate for past neglect. You know, maybe you didn't put up the Christmas tree or something. So I, it just, this just like, I, it, it made me feel some type of way. I mean, <laughs> like I said, I love Christmas. You know, like to it personal. <laughs> I, you know, I didn't know what to say. She showed me the pictures, and I was just like, "Oh, you f- for real? For real? Like I thought it was a joke." She's like, "Oh, oh we've had our Christmas tree up. You know, we always have it up. Um, that's like the beginning of October. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It Just like scared me a little bit. What do you think? <laughs> well, and you know, I." I
1: You know, I always have two answers for every damn thing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm not big on the holidays. So, I don't understand it in that sense because I don't think I've ever decorated for anything.
0: This is true. (laughs) I did come to didn't I come to your place one time? You had a little tree. I swear you did, girl. I don't know. Like a little tiny tree. It was cute. Like a plant. (laughs) (laughs)
1: A (laughs) sprig. I don't I don't remember. But on the other hand it's probably something like they were saying it's probably something nostalgic for her. Um maybe it was it's tied around a tradition that her family did or didn't do or it's the bonding experience she's having with her boo. So I mean it's kind of cute,
0: you know. I, it was she's cute on. but at the same time I was looking at the calendar like, but wait a minute. It's like the beginning of October. And it reminds me of a time that I remember I told you this. I went to my first and my last PTA meeting. This was like, you know, the kid had just started school. So, you know, I'm like, I'm, I'm gung ho with the parenting. and I'm going to go to the PTA meeting. So the PTA meeting had to, the first one had to be like in September, like beginning of school. And girl, it was a big conversation amongst all the parents because at that time, everybody had already finished their Christmas shopping. So the goal was to finish Christmas shopping in July, whatever holiday comes in July. Maybe it's the 4th of July. They finished by then. So by the time they get to September to the PTA meeting, everybody talks about all the things that they. I was like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm out of here. This is not my scene. These are not. This is not my tribe. Let me go find my people. Mm-hmm. I like waiting last minute. I like flying by the seat of my pants <laughs> and, and and rushing in on the last day, last two days before and catching the sales. I was just like, this is, these people are way too, I'm organized. These people are way too organized. Yeah. It was just-
1: the one thing I do appreciate about that time of the year are the sales. Girl, I get my shopping on
0: I know. Mm-hmm, you yeah. know you know I know about it I've, I'm like there's a major trip that I need to take up to New York around this time you know right right after Thanksgiving a couple weeks before Christmas mm-hmm. a week or two before Christmas when the sales are just I mean they'd be like you might as well just give some of this stuff away <laughs> like, it's, <laughs> right. it's a beautiful time but mm-hmm. uh three months three four five months in advance that's a little scary yeah
1: that's a lot but you know it makes her happy
0: that's all. That's all. So, happy. all right, moving on. Where are we? Oh, are we at yeah. the Y the, the Lake Pants part of the show, <laughs> the podcast?
1: <laughs> the Oxford's.
0: Okay. All right. So getting into the woke minute. So I want to, I want to definitely give some time to this. So, um, a mom in Missouri uh, whose twenty-four-year-old son was found hanging from a tree this past October, is pressing the St. Louis County police to investigate the death as a murder, as opposed to a suicide. So um, Melissa McKinney's, who was an activist in um, during uh, in Ferguson during the time that Michael Brown was killed by that police officer Darren Wilson, who you know, got off and I heard he got another job somewhere else in Ohio. In any case, um, she was an activist in our community and, um, you know, was, has a, had a 24 year old son, Donia Jones. He was found hanging from a bed sheet um, from a tree behind the family's home. Uh, the police are reporting that, you know, their initial investigation is that there was no sign of struggle or trauma, but his mother says that His pants were rolled down. He had a knot on his face. Um, The sheets that he was hung with were not their own, didn't belong to the family. And there was a knot that was used that she says he didn't know how to do. Um, So there were pictures. I don't know if you've seen it. There were pictures that she posted on Facebook. And it was reminiscent of Emmett Till when Mm. his mother posted the pictures after um, his body had been brought up from the river because she wanted the world to see. And it was the same thing um, with this mother. She wanted the world to see what she believes is um, the killing or the lynching of her son. So this has stirred a lot of conversation among, you know, in the community, in our community, and 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 further on, because there are other activists in Ferguson who have died since mm-hmm. 2014 under sus- uh, suspicious circumstances. So um, in 2014, DeAndre Joshua, I don't know if you remember that, he was 20 years old, mm-hmm. he was yeah. found shot in the head. And then his car was set on fire the same day the grand jury refused to indict that Darren Wilson dude who shot Michael Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ferg- DeAndre had been known as an activist, during that time um the same thing happened to Darren Seals who was found dead inside his burning car back in 2016 he had also been shot and then in 2017 Edward Crawford who was also an activist um captured who he was the one who captured the iconic photo of tossing a canister of tear gas away from the those protesting uh, Michael Brown's death well mm-hmm. the police claimed that he died in his car from a self-inflicted gunshot wound um there were also reminiscent of hangings that had happened, especially this past summer in Georgia and Oklahoma. Um, Mm -hmm. so what do you, what do you think about all of this?
1: Um, I think there is, there is, uh, all of these deaths are connected. There, 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 there is someone or some ones that are targeting, um, these protesters. Um, and, this is just the latest one that's happened. It's it's unfortunate and it's sad and it's it's scary as shit. It's really scary because right. this is, you know, the, the same thing happened in the 60s um with all of um you know, the prominent leaders in in um in the movement that were killed. Megar Evers was killed, Martin Luther King was killed, Malcolm right. X was killed, um John F Kennedy was killed. So, um it's it's scary. It's really scary.
0: I I definitely agree. I mean, this is when you look at it, I mean, you know, they're doing this police investigation and they're trying to just rule it as a suicide. And I don't know if you saw the pictures that were online. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I'm I'm not an expert in any sense, but just by looking at it, it doesn't look like he did it on his own. It Mm -hmm. looked like somebody. Um, and you know at the very least it looked like a, it looked like it was staged yeah. That's what it what it looked like to me so I, I didn't mean, see the pictures
1: i saw I saw a little bit of the pictures and then I was like I can't click on it um I, I just didn't I just couldn't look at it I didn't want to look at it um so yeah
0: I, no I understand I didn't it's not something that you that you want to see and i you know mm-hmm. I always you know it's it's sad that we have to even report but i feel like it is it is our duty and it's our work to mm-hmm. at least to at least speak on it and bring light to it um you know if you you can you know when i when i open up yahoo and i look on you know it has certain certain articles that are supposed to be of importance you don't see this yeah you know? um mm-hmm. it's not something that's that's being widely widely spoken about mm-hmm. um especially when i think the police are kind of looking at this mother as, you know, they're, they're painting it as a suicide. That means that's, you know, the investigation is not gonna be open into into mm-hmm. murders, but there's definitely a link, I believe. You know, there's this is not a coincidence mm-hmm. um, that mm-hmm. this is a mother who spoke out about injustices against um, black boys and her own black boy um, mm-hmm. was lynched, so. It's the ultimate
1: scare tactic, the ultimate.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. So I I definitely want to keep this at the forefront of the conversation, keep the conversation open because this this is this is America, you know, and it's like you you cannot don't you can't be slipping up out here. This Mm -hmm. this is real, you know. We can we're fun and games and and all this other stuff and this is a great place to live, but these are the things that are happening right, you know, right in our backyard.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: Yep, the hate the hate is real.
1: So -hmm. yep.
0: All right, moving on
1: Moving on, so just to kind of um, Lighten the mood just a little bit um, We all know that the midterm elections Are coming up uh, November the 6th So want to encourage everyone To get out and vote um, And this election, this midterm election Is, you know, they're all important Every midterm election is important But this one is is more important Just because of who we have um, As the leader of, of this country And the climate and the tone That he's set um, set for us, you know? So, Absolutely. um, there are are like five issues or five questions that, um, that are important for this, for this race. So just kind of want to go over them, uh, really quickly. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. So number five, um, it's probably going to be a blue wave, um, in terms for the Democrats, how big and how wide would this be? Um, because for the past two years, you know, the Republicans, um, have actually dominated, um, um, the Senate and and Congress and house. So we want to, um, you know, so now they're projecting that the Democrats are going to have an advantage, um, during this election. Will they have enough to, to, uh, to gain the 23 seat net pickup they need to take back the house. So that's very important. And also during the 2016 elections, there were, um, a surge in independent voters that were going out for, for Bernie. So this go round, two years later, those independent voters have swung over to voting for Democrats. And also the Democrats have been raising a lot of money with small town donors, small time donors, and also, uh, the big, big money guys as well. Um, also the Democrats must do well in the gubernatorial races, um, in the battle for state legislatures across the country. So those governors, you gotta go out there and vote for these democratic governors. Also, can the Democrats effectively navigate the very different House and Senate landscapes? Uh, typically, in midterm elections, the House and the Senate races tend to move in tandem, but this year, they're kind of heading in very, very different directions. Um, the Senate battleground can't be worse for the Democrats. Um, it's a it's a huge group of red states that Trump won by double digits in 2016. Uh, Montana, North Dakota, Missouri, Indiana, West Virginia. Um, those are very important states. And the president has really been campaigning really, really hard in those states. Um, Number three, can Republicans hold in the Midwest and will young people and Latinos turn out for Democrats? Mm -hmm. This is super, super important. Um, While the GOP candidates are struggling, especially in Michigan and Wisconsin and Pennsylvania, the Democrats really have to worry about the Latino votes. And I really think that they should have really taken advantage of Um, when Trump was really doubling down on this immigration stuff that was going on um, with the border controls and putting these kids in these camps. um, I really think the Democrats should have really taken advantage of that and really tried to go after forcefully the Hispanic um, vote. Mm -hmm. Um, This is really going to matter in, in states like Arizona and Nevada and Florida and Texas. Yep. Because there, there's, there's a lack of enthusiasm among Hispanics in those states. Um, Also, we should really be concerned about the young people who polls show they really disapprove of Trump, but polls also show that we don't, am I young? I don't know. I'm saying we, I don't know if I'm still.
0: <laughs> you are whatever you say you are. <laughs> right.
1: But the polls show that, that young people really don't turn out for these midterm elections. Um, we, we focus on like the, the presidential ones, but the midterm ones, we just kind of stay home. So we really got to get out there and vote. Um, number four, can Trump transfer his popularity with his base to his party? This is important because Trump, you know, according to the news, Trump has his supporters go hard and go strong for him. Um, they are a bunch of ignorant ass rednecks that just love Trump. Uh, but can he can he transfer that kind of popularity to his base, to the actual Republicans? So we don't know. We will see. I don't know. There's a breakdown
0: um, right there, but we're going to see.
1: Yeah. And typically, really, the the president's uh, popularity really doesn't determine the midterms. It's really how unpopular uh, the president is, which really kind of swings which way the voters are going to turn out for uh, for the midterms. And finally, number five. Now you know I've lived in Florida and I love Florida, and you live in Florida. Mm-hmm. But I promise you, if if there was a, a chainsaw strong enough to cut Florida off this motherfucking country, <laughs> we <laughs> should. Because Flo- I don't know what it is about Florida, Floridians it's in Florida.
0: Very weird.
1: It is. It is very weird. So um, right
0: now, that most, most of them- my Latino friends. Voted and will continue to vote for Trump. It's the craziest thing to me.
1: It, I'm I'm so baffled by it. I'm really baffled. I'm baffled. Meanwhile,
0: you got family members that that is two minutes away from getting deported Girl. because they are living in your basement.
1: But <laughs> not in the basement. <laughs> I'm telling you. So Florida is the mother of old- Julio's
0: in the back, right. but you still vote for Trump. OK, mm-hmm.
1: so I Florida no is the mother of all the swing states and realistically, Trump can't win without it. So right now there is there's a race between um, Ronald DeSantis and Democrat Andrew Gilliam, who is black. Um, this is a super, super important election. And right now, it seems that Gilliam has a small but consistent lead in the race. Um, but we have to get out and vote. You have to get out and vote. And I know there's there's this disbelief this that our votes don't matter um but if they did not matter they wouldn't go through so many so much much to make sure your
0: ass don't get to the polls and i wish people would see this so i went out i got out i voted i did the early voting this Mm -hmm. um past sunday and you know it is it's a total difference than what i've seen before there was a time when if you went to vote you needed to bring your whole damn near your whole personal statement, your social security card, your birth mm-hmm. certificate, your Not driver's no license, Mm-mm. your um, transcript from college. Every, they needed everything.
1: <laughs> All you got to do is ID. go up and say your name. And they're like, Can okay, I tell you, ahead.
0: I had the kids fill out my little check marks on my phone. <laughs> I was like, fill, fill this out where it's You don't it's need important. no ID. And I was, was thinking
1: because I go to the, the polling place up by the courthouse, the courthouse up the street from me, so I go over there, and I'm like, they don't ask for no kind of IDs.
0: Do you understand? I yeah. went in there, I was like, I had a whole old ass ID, I don't mm-hmm. live in, but whatever, but I'm but I'm, I'm grateful for it, at least yeah. as long mm-hmm. as my votes are counted, I, I, you know, scanned it into the machine, mm-hmm. it was part, you know, and they made a big, I liked how they made a big deal of there were a lot of first time voters, I did see a lot of people coming out for the first time so they you know did a little clap or whatever it was mm-hmm. it was it was a good feeling and I felt like you know these this is our this is our duty because it is fucked up the last time
1: man did we ever I, did, I we, blame all e- or everybody for girl. fucking that
0: shit up so let's girl. not do that again did we
1: ever all right so get out and vote y'all please yep, 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 yep. so days. We are moving on to the weekend dick ripple. Oh, <laughs>
0: Used to be skin on the neck. <laughs> no
1: lips I just want to say really quickly how technology okay. has really expanded s- sexual relations <laughs> in this day. Right?
0: He's giving you all kind of pockets and holes to put in it in. <laughs> you know
1: what I'm saying? You can really do a whole lot. You didn't even got to be in the same place. Anyway,
0: all right. Oh, I thought she was gonna expand on that. (laughs) You know I'm not.
1: (laughs) You know I'm not. That's all I'm gonna say. (laughs) But it's amazing. Anyway, all right, moving along. All right, so this question comes from a personal friend of mine, and she's also a friend of the show. Uh, Um, she's out there living the single life. She's actively dating, very active on the dating sites, and. One day, as she's swiping left or right on her daily matches, a picture pops up that looks very familiar. It appears to be the husband, boyfriend, baby daddy of a friend. Hmm. Not a close friend, uh, more of a work associate. So she doesn't quite know how to handle this. Should she tell a homegirl that her man is out here being single while she's at home cooking and cleaning for him? Or should she just keep her mouth shut?
0: Wow. Yeah. Ooh, so that's a, wow. I guess it depends on what her relationship is. You said it's more of, of a work associate, not yeah. like, a, like mm-hmm. a real close friend. I mean, I would probably not say anything. If it was my homegirl, and I've been in that situation before, you know, you take a screenshot of it, and be like, mm-hmm. girl, look what I found <laughs> over here. And I'm telling you, I, I can, that has happened quite a few times, mm-hmm. you know, where, she didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was, you know, on there, zipping and doing it
1: mm-hmm.
0: with no business, had no business to be doing it. So, and I've, you know, I've taken a screenshot if I was on there, but it was my, you know, it was my home girl. Mm-hmm. But if this is somebody, you know, I don't know. You got to think twice before you try to break up because they know that breaks up a happy home. Yeah. Or, you know, I, the fake happy home.
1: I agree. And, you, you know, you never know how people, the dynamic of people's relationships. Exactly. Anyway. You know,
0: exactly. You don't know
1: if she got her little thing on the side and he got his thing on the side and they both cool with it and they just here for the kids. You don't know that. Um, mm-hmm. But what I, but, so I wouldn't say anything to her. She's, she's not a close friend. um, She's not your homie. She's not your sister. You know, don't, that's none of your business. But what you can do, what you should do is you go ahead and befriend him And you tell him, motherfucker, I know your girlfriend. I know your wife, your baby mama. you.
0: this is you with the extra right here. This is what you would do?
1: (laughs) Motherfucker, I know your wife. I I know, and this is not cool. It's not cool. So I'm not going to say anything to her, but I'll let him know that you've been caught. And you can easily, you know, I can easily tell her. I'm not going to. I'm not going to tell him. I'm not going to say anything. But, you know, get your shit together.
0: Man, but it's so man. You gonna be the the tender police out here with all that?
1: <laughs> I mean, I mean, call it what you wanna call it. <laughs> Ooh, she
0: I call mean, it when he
1: call you? Call me what you wanna POF call POF it.
0: P.O.F. Police, the P.O.F. Popo. <laughs> like what? Man, it
1: was, it was not P.O.F. I just want you to know I am not okay. P.O.F. <laughs> She's not okay.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. What is it? Bagels and donuts? So coffee and bagels. <laughs> Match.com. I'm so sorry. Christian Mingle. <laughs> <laughs> one of them. I, I just think it's too. It's it's like one, it's, it's i so many guys do that. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's like they all do it. And I've seen it, you know, sometimes I'll swipe. Mm-hmm. Back when I was back in my swiping days. Sometimes I swipe and like I see it all the time. I'm like, oh, he's married. Oh, he has a girl. Goddamn it. If, if I don't get mad, match with my brother. Like <laughs>
1: <laughs> You know what the, the creepy thing is is when they when they're on and they don't have a picture, but they're liking your pictures, I'm like, why are you up here if you being incognito? What is the point?
0: Stalkers, cyber stalkers. Right. Weirdo. Do you see, I just as an aside, I remember on a lot of those sites, like you ever see, and it'll be a couple, and they're looking for their third.
1: Yeah, I I actually, I just saw that. <laughs> That's crazy. I just saw that. Would you like to, to have a drink with us? No. No.
0: <laughs> never. Ever. <laughs> like, like, the nigga have a picture of him, first picture is him, like, all right, cool. And then you swipe. Mm-hmm. And it's a picture of him and his wife like, oh no, the girl. Oh no. Oh yeah. no. Yep. We're we're a discreet couple looking for some fun. Yeah.
1: Are you looking to have some fun?
0: No. No ma'am. No, sir. <laughs> Nothing. No, nope, they think that. Good. Good. <laughs> All right.
1: Moving along.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Moral is what story I said. I say keep your mouth shut. Don't. Don't say anything.
1: Yeah, I do too. Just don't. don't just stay out of it. Stay All out right. of people's business. You don't know what's going on.
0: Listen to us telling people to stay out of people. Who is you? How you do that? All right. <laughs> All right moving along we are now at the i reminisce i reminisce Mm -hmm. so this week is my reminisce i just want to bring y'all back you know i like to paint a picture to 1996 Mm -hmm. (laughs) that was the year that tupac came out with his fourth studio album all eyes on me with the song which is probably my most one of my most favorite Tupac songs, "Ambitions as a Rider." Mm-hmm. He actually wrote the song, or he like wrote a version of it for Mike Tyson. And Mike Tyson used to come out the fights with "Ambitions as a Rider." That shit rocks. So, um, "All Eyes on Me" was a two disc album. It was released on February 13, 1996. Like I said, it was the last album during his lifetime, and it had 27 songs on it. Good God! So, good God. So, what they say is that you know this was a time. Um, It was right after he had gotten out of jail On the record he talks about getting shot Remember he got shot at the recording studios Mm -hmm. And then he was later sentenced to Like a four year bid for sexual assault Mm -hmm. Of a woman who was actually a friend of mine She actually lived with me for a short period of time But that's a whole other story So um, he served 11 months On the sexual assault assault case And then Suge bailed him out So when he came out of jail, they say, like, he came right off the plane and went into the studio. And this is the first song that he recorded. Um, And, you know, he talks about getting shot. He just came out so hard, so hungry. And obviously, he was very much in debt to Shook. Because I think Shook paid, like, $1.5 million uh, of the bail in cash. Mm -hmm. Um, So he recorded Ambitious as a Rider. So the piano chords off the chain, the bass drops know his lyrics was so hard-hitting and Mm -hmm. so real this was it was produced by daz dillinger um you know he was just so angry but so focused Mm -hmm. so this was the pac that i like i love i you know i remember i do remember a happy tupac i told you the story i had met him in dc in like 1994, around the time, like Howard Homecoming. And when I tell you, this little man, we danced like the whole night. He was just so happy. He danced to all the music, whether it was West Coast, East Coast. They played go-go. He smiled. He was just, I, I mean, it, this was the part before, you know, all the shit happened. Ne- mm-hmm. didn't, never thought in my mind that two years later, you know, he would lose his life. So I just want to pay homage to Tupac, you know, I, I was always a Pac fan, whether, you know, I'm, I'm always East Coast, but I love that he rapped the way that he did, he went hard, and you know, he was a passionate dude, mm-hmm. and this song, you know, I won't deny it, I'm a straight fighter, you, you don't wanna, wanna fuck with, with me. me, what, got the police busting at me, <laughs> but the kids do nothing <laughs> to yeah. a G. that shit just rocks from it's just like he didn't even take a breath so ambitions as
1: a rider
0: 1996 all right all right i reminisce i reminisce it was the shit yeah all right moving on where we at girl we are
1: at the support black businesses Mm -hmm. um this is a segment of the show where we highlight a black business we believe in growing our economy and strengthening our communities and desire to build awareness of products and services made for us by us. Boo-boo. Boo-boo. Yes, yes, yes. So I, this week, um, I want to focus on Momentum Advisors. Um, they're a financial planning and investment advisory firm that's based in New York, and they're geared towards individuals and institutions that have achieved extraordinary levels of success. And this one is, is really personal to me because it's headed by my my dear friend, Alan Boomer, uh, we went to Morgan State together and Morganites. Uh, we had a lot of classes together. We were in a lot of a um, lot of groups together doing group projects. Uh, but he holds an MBA from NYU Stern School of Business and a BS from Morgan State University. The company is based in, in, um, in NYC and their clients are in a loop elite group of entrepreneurs, executives, athletes and board members who demand the same excellence in their advisors as they have demonstrated in their own lives. Mm-hmm. So if you want more information, you can go to the website www.momentum-advisors.com.
0: All right, all right. All right. Sounds, Sounds good for black business. businesses. Okay, Wait, we are we at the end. We're at the end. E- 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right. We have come to the end, y'all. So you su- you you can subscribe to that's what I'm saying, the podcast. We're in Apple Podcast app, Google Play, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Spreaker, Stitcher, Cast Pod, Tune In and Spotify, your mama's house, your baby daddy's house. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, Visit That's What I'm Saying podcast.com to learn more. Send us questions and comments. And as always, Nai, who do we have to shout out?
1: We are shouting out our super, super producer, Vegas World Inc. You can catch him on Twitter. You can catch him on Instagram. He has a podcast, Hip Hop Now. And very, very soon, he will be on That's What I'm Saying podcast
0: very very soon so we're gonna gonna ask him autumn's ghost writing songs that he did we need to find out
1: lord girl i was trying to get this info out of him and he was not having it but we'll see
0: we'll see all right
1: anyway thank you so much for listening subscribing and liking us on social media until next week take Take care care, y'all